sit down boys if I get a treat for you All right, everybody, welcome back to Digital Soup, the only podcast that only gives you two out of the three hosts on a weekly basis. <laughs> two out of three ain't bad. No, it isn't. I mean, <laughs> we can't we can't always all be here. I mean, we have very busy lives. Yeah. I mean, I had my roids removed last week. Uh, I think uh, this week, Adam, didn't he say he's getting his appendix back in? I think they're yeah, putting a appendix implant in him. Yes, yes. Is it uh, from a boar? A boar appendix is what he's getting, if I remember right. I I thought so, yeah. Wild boars from Texas. They harvested a special appendix for him. Wouldn't that be awesome if Adam starts to grow tusks? (laughs) Oh, that would be so sweet, especially when it comes to Halloween, man. Like in Willow? (laughs) Willow? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I forgot about that. Exactly like Willow. <laughs> well, everybody, my name is Jason, and joining me in the virtual studio today is just usually Dave. Usually Dave only. Usually yep. Dave always. Just consistently Dave. Yeah. Regular Dave. We've already CD. done that joke before. <laughs> so what were you up to this week? Uh, not much. It's been a uh, kind of hectic week. We had... Uh, I've snowblowed a whole bunch because we keep getting snow. The other night, we they said, oh, we might get a dusting to an inch. Woke up to uh, almost eight inches, which is always fun. <laughs> and so that that kind of stuff. And kids have been having us running. You know, bas- my daughter's got her basketball season going. So a lot of that kind of stuff. I did, however, I, I mentioned it last episode, finally jumped in, spent a little time playing Metal Gear Solid The Phantom Pain because you wouldn't stop harassing me about it. <sighs> It's good, man. It's good. It's real good. The epilogue. Okay, now, once you get to the very first mission where you're in Afghanistan and stuff, and I believe (laughs) we're both on the same mission here, that's more traditional, like Metal Gear Solid. I mean, it it feels more like the espionage. Military, yeah. Yeah. But that epilogue, man, that was like straight out of a sci-fi movie. It it was was... almost like borderline uh, Resident Evil Silent Hill-ish. Like just yeah, it was bizarre. Did you not think while you were playing through that epilogue that this was just some type of uh, medication hallucinations or something? Something, yeah, Mad Max style. When when you had that those levels where he was all hallucinating, it was so weird. And I'll tell you, for a video game to start off making you feel so completely helpless, I knew I wasn't gonna die, but I kept thinking like, was yeah. I supposed to have done something because you come so close? to just getting wiped out instantly, like within the first five minutes. And there's nothing you can do. Like when you first start out even, you're, you can't even walk. You're just crawling and dragging <laughs> yourself down the hallway. And it's like, what is going on here? And then crazy fire absorbing, I don't know what they are, monsters. Yeah, I, I thought I was playing some kind of weird 
you know, like you said, a hallucination, like a Mad Max, you know, levels or, or mm-hmm. like a Silent Hill mashup, but it, it's fun. I just have to put a little more time into it, get a little more comfortable with the controls so I can make it work for me again. But it's a yeah. beautiful game. And here's the, here's the thing is you and I are, we're really Johnny come lately is when it comes to this game. <laughs> yeah. What was this out in like 2014 <laughs> or something? It was it was a while ago. I don't know the exact date, but I do know that I let some people at my work know that I've actually been playing this. Yeah. And they're like, well, we beat that like five years ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I did. I didn't want any, you know, uh, spoilers or anything. But I did ask. I said, was this epilogue? Does this have anything to do with the rest of the story? Was this just some kind of crazy thing? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. That's, you know, reoccurring throughout the thing. It's a big thing. So cool. We get to see more of that. Yeah. Uh, You know, we were talking about this, you know, the epilogue and, you know, in the actual hospital. But how insane was that horseback riding race thing where you're like firing at the the, oh, yeah. the fiery guy on the horse? I mean, that was insane there, well, too. I, I had a little problem with it. It was super fun and super insane. But all I could think was, why is this shotgun working on this thing now to keep it pushed back <laughs> when they were shooting like missiles and tanks, you know, helicopter rockets mm-hmm. at it and it just absorbed it all and then fired it right back how come it's it's getting knocked back by this shotgun blast but you know that yeah. that's a that was a cool element too i like that I, I i really did enjoy what i've played so far of the game and i hope i can put some more time into it uh head and forward uh maybe what do you think? Maybe they'll do a re-release of that game on the Xbox Series X? <laughs> Maybe. What's up with this stupid thing? <laughs> I have no idea. So, get this. I remember it was last week sometime here, whenever it was, and they were talking about it saying, oh, we're going to be releasing the name real soon, and the name is going to be representative of what the machine does. And they, they kind of referenced how, like, the 360 was named because it was going to bring all of your entertainment, 360 degrees of your entertainment into this one system. And then they went to the Xbox One and then the Xbox One S and then Xbox One Xbox whatever. <laughs> and and now none of those make sense. And now they're calling mm-hmm. this the Xbox Series X. What? What is If this is supposed to be named based on its functionality, like what it's going to do, what does Series X stand for like what no what are idea. they trying to say this is going to do and this thing is ugly as sin it is uh the very first thing when i saw the act i mean we've been seeing renders for a while and i believe the renders were actually cooler than this but when we saw the actual hardware the very first thing i thought of and i actually did tweet it out on our digital soup uh cast twitter channel yeah or whatever you call it is how is this going to fit in your entertainment center because the <laughs> yeah. vents are at the top well, Heat rises, so you're basically going to have to have this standing vertically. You're not going to be able to put this horizontally in your shelf no. because it's not going to dissipate heat properly. And it looks like nothing more than some kind of weird, like little space heater. It does, you, you know, it, with, with the vents on top, like a, a room type. You know, those uh, what do they call those? I can't think of it now. Comfort. I, I don't know. There's a name for them, but uh, space heater. But, well, no, not like a, a regular plug-in electric one. But there's those other ones that don't get hot. I can't think of what they're called. Mm. But yeah, these. Um, oh, it'll come to me. But it's not important. But it's just this thing is ridiculous looking. It literally is a box with a slot, one tiny little button, the tiny little Xbox logo, which is just. I mean, it's super small. The logo on the controller is as big or bigger. 
And this box isn't real big because a controller's standing there and it's about a third of the way up almost. So, I mean, just there a weird a, little box. It is. And, and some uh, Twitter, and I wish I had it up for me uh, right now so I could tell you who the, who the person on Twitter did, but they, they did post out there and I reposted it on our feed is <laughs> they, they put it right next to, they basically are saying it's a tall GameCube and then they, with Photoshop, <laughs> yeah. they made it look like a GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that actually isn't a a bad comparison. No, it's 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 ugly as sin. And it, and there's one other company that did a very similar thing where they tried to do style over actual, you know, everyday use. I mean, it, this is you're gonna, where are you going to put this? Are you going to yeah. have to put it on the floor, seriously, or behind your TV stand? <laughs> But Apple, yeah. remember remember Apple with their 2013 trash can Che Yep, the cheese Mac. grater or whatever, yeah. It, well, no, this was after that. This was after oh, yeah, the cheese yeah, grater. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, yep. It, was, it looked like it was a black cylinder, and it, it's very similar to this where the all the heat came out of the top. That's but right, it was yep. not upgradable. Now, there's many things that were wrong with the 2013 Mac Pro, but this brings those type of images you know, back since I've I've come from the Mac world, I, I I see this and I'm like, what are they trying to do? Be the trash can Mac now? They're just trying to have style over what do you call it? style over performance? No, what For, is it? Form over function. Form over function. There you go. And it's I I would okay. Let's start with the name because the name <laughs> yeah. is what they announced first, and then they showed the image. So yes, we have had in the past. We haven't. Let's let's start with PlayStation. PlayStation does it right. I'm going to have to say they do it right because you always know which generation of the system you're playing. If you're playing a PlayStation 4, yeah. you know that's newer than a PlayStation 2. Yeah. But w with Xbox, we had Xbox, then we had Xbox 360, mm -hmm. then we had Xbox 1. Whoa. Yeah. What? What? Yeah, what? Yeah. And so then we had three Xbox is one. one S, Xbox One X, now Series X. Yeah. It's like if you're not in the video game world and you're like, uh, you're going to get your grandson a new system and you don't, you know, you're like, you go into a store and you're like, hmm, which one of these is the new one? Not that they're all on the shelves. I'm being a little facetious yeah, here. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But it's like you just don't know by the name. Well, with Xbox, uh, with PlayStation, you do know. You do know which one is better. Now, it is. I, I'm saying this like nobody in the past has ever done this. I mean, we had the the Nintendo Entertainment System, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Hey, that made a lot of sense. Sure. Then we had the Nintendo 64, mm -hmm. which still kind of, you know, yes, 64's got to be, you know, we're talking about 64-bit processors. Yeah, it's probably better than sure. Super Nintendo. Then we had a GameCube. Yeah. Well, let me... Then we, then we had a Wii. Yeah. And a Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> Wii U. It's, it's, it's like, uh, yes, there are the companies that have done this before. Sega did it too with their Saturn, Dreamcast, uh, Genesis, etc. Yeah. Master System but is still I, I the best But I think Xbox name. is doing it worse. Yeah. Their naming scheme is worse than anything in the past. Yeah. Well, and the, 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 the worst part about it, at least with Nintendo and, and even like Sega, you know, we talked about Genesis and, and all of that, they weren't coming out making claims that the name of their gaming system 
means <laughs> something. Like it encompasses what the functionality of this system is. When you got the GameCube, sure, that mean, meant something. It was shaped like a little cube, a very small little gaming system. Okay, fine. The Wii, I don't know, just a weird name. Who knows? But it, it, they yeah. weren't, you know, they weren't trying to do it. You know, you Sega, in in kind of the weirdest thing. They started out with possibly the strongest name you could ever have with Sega oh, Master yeah. System. Master I mean, that's system. <laughs> that's epic. And then you go to Genesis. It was probably and, uh, German, right? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, Master Race. There you oh, know. <laughs> yeah, no, jeez. <laughs> But that's no, what they played. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at least theirs were like, okay, Genesis and the Saturn and Sega CD, and they they weren't trying to you know be too meta, I guess you'd say. And now Xbox, Microsoft comes out, and you know the the weirdest thing is Microsoft. What do they do? Microsoft is known for Windows, and you've got Windows ten, Windows seven, Windows eight, Windows. You know all of this ninety five, ninety. You know all this stuff. Mm -hmm. They've traditionally gone the numbered route in some fashion, except for the Xbox, where they're like this. I just picture like those snobby art guys you see in movies, like hipster looking, not hipster like we know them, but kind of like the old beatnik style and, you know, slick back hair and stuff and little mm -hmm. tiny mustaches and, and goatees and like, yeah, we know what this art really means. And, you know, I, I picture Microsoft thinking like that about the Xbox, like Series X. We know what that means. It encompasses all of your series and X's. <laughs> Don't you get maybe it, man? Maybe it's going to have a tie-in with the new X-Men coming into the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I mean, what a, this thing is, is going to be, why didn't they just call it the Xbox SX? That would have maybe even made more sense. Yeah, and all of the uh, the geeky ones that probably never get a date. Yeah, the Xbox sex. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it encompasses. <laughs> Virtual reality. <laughs> yeah. Adam would be saying, edit. Yeah, edit. Now, <laughs> Sorry, I do have Adam. to say, the yeah, he's not here, so he can't edit nothing. <laughs> the system is powerful. And right. if you run through all the specs here, it does have an 8-core processor, an AMD 8-core processor uh, with a custom AMD uh, CPU. And it has 12 gigabytes of RAM. I mean, that's the most RAM that's been in any console. I mean, that's a lot of people on the PC side still only have 8 gigs, which I don't understand that. Right. You need more than 8. But 12 gigs on here. And it comes standard with 1 terabyte storage, which I'm sure you'll have uh, other options. They're also going to have uh, uh, NVMe SSDs, so very fast storage. But here's here's the thing. A lot of people are saying is, all they did was crammed a PC into a box. Right. That's that's all this is. The, Which, I mean, yes, the the AMD processor is a custom chip, and so sure. is the AMD. Uh, both AMDs, the processor and the GPU, are, are custom for this, but they're not that far off of what you could get off the shelf. Which, though, arguably, wouldn't you say the same, that, that really, because of where gaming's at and it's so advanced, isn't that essentially what Sony's doing as well? I mean, there... Th Possibly. I haven't looked at the, the new Sony specs all that much. The PS5? Uh, so, I haven't yes. either. I, I'm going to so see if I'm I can not 100% sure of what they have under the hood. But the last generation, the PS4 and the Xbox One, they, they were getting closer to PCs, too. I mean, they were saying that also. Hey... These are just PCs in a box, in a, in a console that you hook mm -hmm. up to your TV, which in essence is is correct, but, I mean, there are tweaks and stuff. As yeah. anybody that knows when they're trying to run emulation on a PC, the hardware, because it's it's so... 
specific. Uh, you know, the the BIOS, the operating system, everything that runs on that console is so specific to the chips in it that it runs better than when you try to emulate it. That's what we've been seeing with like N64 and GameCube, yeah. which are getting really good at now in emulation, by the sure. way. But it's taken it's taken a long time, and you have to have a way more powerful system than what the N64 actually was to actually emulate it. <laughs> which is kind of crazy. So here, here I, I've got this from GameSpot, actually. Um, I'm going to link this up for you here in the show notes. It's a They yeah. did a comparison of the... Um, PS5 and the Xbox Series X. So processor-wise, they're both running these AMD Zen 2 CPU. Graphics, uh, both running what is what looks to be the AMD Navi-based GPU. Um, RAM in the PS5 is unknown at this point. Uh, storage SSD for both, although Xbox has what they're calling the NVMe SSD. I'm not sure what the difference is. Well, there's two different. Uh, that's that's more of straight off of the bus. Uh, where if they just say SSD, it doesn't say SATA SSD, but it might be uh, a SATA SSD, which the well, NVMe is a much faster connection mm-hmm. to the actual computer. It, it, it right. transfers data faster. Well, and you just have to remember the PS5. Not all of the specs are out, so some of these are saying capacity not confirmed. Optical drive on both with uh, PS5 showing 4K Blu-ray. Uh, max output resolution 8K on both. Uh, VR support, yes, on PS5. Xbox Series X says unknown. Uh, both supposed to have cloud gaming via Microsoft Project X Cloud and PlayStation Now, which is unconfirmed. Uh, backwards compatibility. Now, this is where Microsoft and the Xbox does actually hold the edge, if you ask me, because the Series X is going to be backwards compatible all the way back, you know, Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox One series. PS5 is rumored to be backwards compatible, and it's just saying PS4. And that's that's kind of surprising because one of the early things that they were touting was, remember, they were saying backwards compatibility all the way back to the right. PS1. Which would be so, awesome. So, but... And it doesn't say exactly what it means by backwards compatibility. Can we grab the actual disc, throw it in there, and play it? Right. Or, or is it, it going to be like the the Xbox One where you're gonna you're going to have to download? It's only certain games and mm-hmm. because they had to download like a, a specific patch that would work with the essentially, game. Essentially, yeah, essentially remaster it to work. Yeah, Both it's of basically them coming, emulating those yeah. older games. It would still run it through a different. Um, level of you know there's like an emulation level in between the game disc and then the actual xbox one hardware right so i'm wondering originally they said all the way back to the ps1 you know when they were talking about the ps5 so you'd almost think that would have to be on a hardware um you know for it to be and i believe they had originally said all games so you think Mm -hmm. it would have had to have been hardware not uh emulation right but now they're only saying ps4 which well that's not even that big of a leap i mean Answer this for me. I know Microsoft is is making some pretty strong headway into making a lot of their Xbox games playable on the PC through like their Game Pass, mm-hmm. right? Why is it not going the opposite direction where many of your big PC games, I suppose they're probably already on the Xbox? Is that why? Possibly. And you just you brought up a great point here about this backwards compatibility and stuff. I am wondering if it's not even going to be physical games, if it's going to be all like their streaming service, like on our servers here. Yeah, cloud-based. 
Uh, we have every single Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox One game. You just stream them. You, you're yeah. not going to actually be able to put in Pay a, a game. Mon- a monthly monthly subscription. Yeah. yeah, sort of like what Nintendo's doing with their NES and Super NES games if you subscribe to their uh, yep. online service. Which, you know, if... If it works on, you know, like for me, my internet connection out of the three of us is notoriously terrible. If they can make it work where someone with a connection like mine is actually able to do that, I'm okay with that, you know, paying six bucks a month or or 10 bucks a month and having access to everything. That's fine. Yeah. You know, but if it's something where you need some kind of high powered internet connection, I mean... That's frustrating for for people in in my situation because it makes that that whole element of that system useless, you know, and, and it takes all of that out. The cloud gaming is useless. Any of that kind of stuff is completely unusable if it's not able to be used on on you know less than powerful internet. I mean, I, I get twenty down, twenty twenty megs down. Which it could be worse, but it's certainly some of the slowest internet you're gonna find out there these days. You know, um, but, you know, aside from things like your satellite internet and places like that, but it, it is frustrating because then that limits me to, to being in a situation where I have to get the physical game or if I, you know, if I purchase a game digitally, it's going to take me three days to download because, you know, the internet speeds or whatever. And I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. And I'm checking out something here right now because this is this is a thing we we we're in america so for our listeners i know we have people throughout the world that listen to us yep. and that's awesome to hear but we do we do have some regular listeners from outside of this country yep the us does not have the fastest internet in the world and i'm going down the list <laughs> and i'm trying to see let's see ranked number 1 is taiwan with 85.02 megabytes per second then it's singapore then it says Jersey, so I'm wondering. But New it Jersey says countries. Oh, it, it, it says countries. What's the country of Jersey? Mm, I don't know. J e r s e y. Well, anyway, uh, let me find U S. U S is fifteenth. Wow. We are the we have the fifteenth fastest internet in the world, um, and maybe I'll link this article up here because this is a, this is a good article. Oh. Here, but, but okay. This is what. Go ahead. I was just gonna say Jersey is. Um, Let's see. It says officially the Bailiwick, B-A-I-L-I-W-I-C-K of Jersey, um, which is located near the coast of Normandy, France. It's the second closest of the Channel Islands to France. So, so this is an like, island. Wait, so there probably is a shore, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's surrounded by Jersey yeah. Shore. <laughs> oh, we but just see, here's the thing. someone. Both of these systems come out in Japan first, mm-hmm. and these are coming from countries that have great internet. Like Japan, yep. what did I say? They were Japan is number six. Yep, and then China. Uh, I don't know where China is, but so these countries that are probably doing all this streaming have great internet. Yeah, and then it comes over to the U.S. here and. We have huge pockets of this country oh, yeah. that ha- that still have dial-up, which is insane. <laughs> right. Well, when so you look we- at the way this is, you know, everything's structured, I mean, your, your east and west coast are going to be high-powered because you've got the major cities, L.A., you know, San Francisco, New York City, all of that, Boston. It, when you get more towards the center of the, the country, you know, where, where we're at, 
you've got Denver, you've got Minneapolis, St. Paul. Those are your bigger cities in the Midwest, St. Louis, you know, places like that. But by and large, there is tons and tons of very rural areas in the in, in there where, where there just is not infrastructure for this high end internet. That's because um cows don't need internet, right? Well, you know. It'd be <laughs> nice if they had it. Luckily, I mean I'm I'm not considered central, but I'm close to central. Well, you're, I'm, cons- I'm technically eastern. Well, well is, I, I'm is in Ohio, the eastern time zone. Uh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, eastern time zone. Yeah. And we do, we have very good internet here. That's something yep. I can never complain about. Uh, no matter where I've lived in Ohio, I've had very good internet. So I, yep. I, I am grateful for that. I feel sorry for Dave when, you know, I always hear about how his internet is going over there. You know, and, and I've we've talked about it here before where I do have access to another company here um, through cable internet that gives speeds that would be fantastic, you know, uh, 200 down. Well, there's a caveat. Um, but you've got them data caps on yeah. there. And it's so frustrating. Stupid. And, you know, some of the caps, it, it makes me wonder, like, uh, maybe, you know, Adam and I have talked about it at length and said, I think you'd be all right. And it's I, I just don't want to take that chance because I do not, I do so much between this show and my other shows and all the mm-hmm. photo work and, you know, streaming. The, you know, we'll have, you know, multiple devices watching Netflix or whatever it is. And I don't want to take the chance in, in gaming anything that, that I'm just going to be on like the 16th of the month and like, oh, crap, we're out of Internet. Well, here's what you can do. Uh, in your Streaming is the thing that kills it. Gaming actually yep. doesn't take that much. That's that. And audio stuff is, you know, pretty minuscule when it comes right. to data download and stuff. It's the streaming. So what you need to do is you need to go into your Hulu or your Netflix or whatever it is and lower that resolution down to 640 by 480, man. Well, and- I, I prefer 320. <laughs> oh, then- yeah, 320. I, I and I like doing it because it it reminds me of those classic gaming days. You know, I can feel like I'm watching pixelated everything. <laughs> Could you imagine trying to watch Oof. something? Uh, 480p is hard to even watch. Can you imagine going <laughs> lower than that? Yeah. I mean, we, we're living in good times here because uh, if you've ever seen 4K content, I know we're up to 8K content now, right. but I, I I just have a 4K television. But I, I still I, don't have a 4K television. Well, someday you will. Maybe, yeah, well, <laughs> the only reason I, I, will, I got it, I got yeah. it on a good deal. Yeah, well, someday I will because eventually I'll need to replace the television. One will die or something, and it's mm-hmm. pretty tough to buy a non four K larger size yeah. TV. You know, like to replace well, in the living room. I was trying to talk to my wife. Uh, I'm getting older there. You know, I don't have the best <laughs> eyesight, and we in our living room we only have a forty six, I believe. Yeah, forty six inch. Okay, uh, just ten eighty p television. Yeah, and I know Walmart had uh, a 55 inch 4K built in Roku, regular price two ninety eight. Oh, is that like that TLC? Yeah, yeah I believe yeah. it was. And I'm like, oh man, we should just get this, and we don't have to have the separate Roku. Yeah, I'll be able to see all the menus perfectly, and it's 4K. Right. Um, but she's like, I don't want anything that big in the living room. I'm well, like, oh! I've we've got. I had a 42 inch up upstairs, and then. Mm-hmm. I decided that one was starting to go like it wasn't breaking, but you get, we were getting these weird hums now and then, and every now and then you turned it on and there'd be audio but no picture. So I was like, all right, well we need to upgrade that. I don't want it to you know fully go. So we got yeah. a good deal. We've got a, a Vizio. It's it's like a fifty two inch, I think. Oh, you lucky! Um, it, but it's even that doesn't feel huge up there. It's it's plenty fine for what we need, but it's not four K. 
It's it's just a standard, you know, 1080p or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I moved the 42 inch down into my office here, which is way too big for down here because it's literally an <laughs> arm's length away from me right now where I'm sitting, you know, and it's way too much, but it's still working and still plugging because I don't use it a ton down here because I'm on my my computer more. But yeah. you know, I, I've I've looked and the thing that blows my mind is that when you get to those larger sizes, 40 inches and up. It's actually getting harder and harder to find a non 4K television. Mm-hmm. But if you look at, because I, I thought about getting just like a maybe 34 inch or something for just a small television for when I, you know, playing like the the Retro Pie and NES Classic Minis and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And I thought about just doing that, but you can't. They're they're almost impossible to find in a 1080p. They're all 720. At least. Oh, really? Here. Yeah. So many of these smaller screens are all. Almost always 720, and they're dirt cheap. I mean, I could buy a 34 inch television for flat screen like that for, I mean, like a hundred bucks. Well, that was that was our first um, high def television was a 720. Yep, and uh, that that's been relegated to our bedroom, which we don't ever even turn on. Right. Um, but yeah, I <laughs> it's been a long time since well, 720's been a thing. Kind of uh, speaking of of monitor sizes, stuff like that. I never did ask you what you've been up to because I know one of the things you did is you you got something new, and I'm very jealous yeah. of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm using it right now. I'm looking yeah. at it, and it is the most beautiful thing. I, I finally upgraded to a 32 inch computer monitor. Now uh, it is not a 4K monitor. <laughs> um, because I got a fantastic deal on this, and it's regular price. It was one eighty nine, thirty two inch, ten eighty p monitor. It's absolutely beautiful. I can see it so well. I, I upgraded from a twenty five inch, and again, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier that I have that. You know, my eyesight's. I'm almost fifty. My eyesight is not as good as it used to be, and the twenty five inch I had to be right up close to it. And I hated having my monitor so close to me. So right. now I can actually push it back on the desk. It's it's back and uh, it's it's just beautiful. But I do notice sitting so close, sitting a foot from a monitor like that, is I kind of have to crane my neck to the top left or top right to read <laughs> something that's up there. See, now, that's, that's where, where the curved ones probably would have come in. Well, handy. and see, this is where, well, you sit much closer. Like for me, yeah, I, I keep everything. I like my monitors back. I've got two monitors. One is a. Oh, shoot, what are these now? I forget. One is a 25, I know, and one is a 22, I think. Got to turn mm-hmm. the light on. Yeah. Um, and so they're they're fine. I wish they were both the same size, but I built a stand for mine, so they're both up. Like when I'm sitting, I don't have to look up or down. Like head level is – eye level is right at these monitors, about middle of the monitors. And mm-hmm. I can just move my eyes. But I like having them sitting up a little bit because when I'm working – on the computer or gaming, I like to sit in my chair and be able to kind of lean back a little bit if I want, or if I'm sitting up straight, but I hate having to get in real close because I, I just, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But You can make the text bigger, of course, but I don't like to do that because then you lose a lot of real estate. Right. But, right. Uh, but if I, because I have it just normal resolution on the screen, you know, some of the text is a little bit smaller, so I do have to move okay. in there. Even though it's a larger television, what about some of the this? text... Yeah. What about you know those steampunk glasses you see and they're kind of like yeah, yeah. kind of like um miniature binoculars. What if you just got yourself a set of those like goggles that when you sit down at your computer you put them on and it like magnifies everything and then you can sit back at a nice comfortable distance. 
Well, what I can do is uh, get new glasses because well, these bifocals are older. So. <laughs> True. That <laughs> might help. That, yeah, it would probably help me a little bit here. Okay, fine. No steampunk goggles. <laughs> so to wrap up that last story, though, the, the Xbox Series X, I mean, it, it looks interesting, but, man, what in God's name are they thinking with both the design and the name? I guess, I don't know. They've got their reasons, but. And the price. What is that? I didn't even see that. I'm guessing six hundred bucks. Yep, six hundred is what I heard. Let me. Uh, yeah. Let me go back to the article here. Well, maybe yeah, by the time those ones. Online that, bunch of people online were talking about the price. Like, yeah. how can you spend six hundred dollars on a? Uh, you know, how dare they for one charge six hundred dollars? Yeah. And then how could anybody uh, spend that? Well, the, uh, let me pull back the curtain here a little bit. Uh, as we've teased before is I'm working on a side project, just like Adam and Dave. They have their little babies on the side. I'm going to have a little baby on the side, too. Not what you guys think. Not other <laughs> women, no. Uh, but I, I'm working on a, uh, you know, starting up a new podcast, too. This one's going to be on retro gaming. I was and working so on it yesterday. Yeah, Dave was helping me out <laughs> doing some uh, art on my uh, badge. And he created a pretty nice one here, but I don't want to officially announce anything because I don't want anybody to go into the website or anything just right. yet until I get things going. But I was doing uh, research for the first episode, which is going to be, and I'll, I'll tease this, I'm going to be talking about the Atari 2600. Uh, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, we're going way back here. So I, <laughs> I, I, w- I want to point this out here because people are complaining about the $600 for the Xbox Series X. And yes, that's a lot of money, but in 1977, the Atari 2600, which was originally called the Atari Video Computer System, or VCS. Oh, no, not that. Yeah, which now they're trying to revitalize that name into their new system. Uh, But that's how it first launched, and then they renamed it the Atari 2600. I think it was when I got it. It was in 1980. But in 1977, it debuted at a price of $199. Now, everybody's going to be saying, 200 bucks, that's not bad. You put that into the inflation calculator, and in 2018 dollars, because there isn't a 2019 version right now of the calculator, but in 2018 dollars, that $199 is $855. So to my parents who purchased me and my brother oh, for they purchased Christmas you? 19, in 1980, they purchased this. This cost them $855 basically is what it cost. It was $199, but in the dollars, it was equal to $855 today. That is insane to think about right now. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. Why would my parents do that? I'm actually kind of upset with them now. <laughs> That's too much money. I would never spend that much money on a video game system. No, and you know the other argument could be made that when you look at this, we just got done talking about how they are essentially computers in a box. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I can do a lot more with my computer than what that Xbox Series X is going to do. Oh yeah, you can't edit photos on the Xbox Series <laughs> no, X. But you I, can't, you can't, you can't, you can't do a podcast on the Xbox <laughs> Series X. No, but can I can you and, put recipes on an Xbox Series X. Can you make a podcast about recipes on the <laughs> Xbox Series? No, but I mean, I I dropped what roughly almost double that for the machine. Yeah, I'm, big I'm, spender. Well, I saved up to do it, and I needed it because I do a lot of stuff. But yeah, and you know. It's, the, uh, 
before you go any further, you've had it about a year, right? Oh, it's has it been a year or two years now? Oh, okay. I, and I was going to say, I think it can run anything you throw at it now. You're probably going to have this computer easily five years. Oh, so yeah. If you, I, if you I, break that up amongst those years, that's not sure. that much. No, and I did, I'm just, you know, I look at $600 for this new system, and I figure, well, by the time those come out, maybe I'll finally pull the trigger and get like a PS4 or something like that. Although, honestly, I think if, if I do get another gaming system, because my PC plays everything and we're seeing more and more of these console games come to the PC as well, mm-hmm. like Red Dead 2 and, you know, all, all these games... Possibly MLB the show. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Have you heard about that? No, that'd be awesome though. Sony is releasing that on the Xbox. Oh. Um, and I believe they're doing it on the Switch. Uh, because they have hmm. the license uh for the MLB and See, finally baseball would be great on a handheld. Oh yeah. Like the Switch. And that's what I was gonna say. For me, the more and more I think about it, even though the Switch is nowhere near as powerful as what you're getting with, with Sony and, and Microsoft, Mm-mm. I honestly think that the next gaming system I do buy eventually will be a Switch or Switch Lite or something along those lines where I don't have to be tied to a television to do it, where I can play it just laying in bed or sitting on the couch watching TV or whatever it is. Because if I want to play high-end games that look beautiful... I've got a machine in my office right now. I'm sitting, you know, using that can handle anything I do. Yeah. So what's the difference? So, you know, as as cool as it would be to have like a PS4 or something like that, and I miss out on some games obviously, like Spider-Man for example on a PS4. That's not on mm-hmm. PC, but I mean, I can I can play just about anything else in the limited gaming time I have. That handles most of those things and because I use a a controller for most things, I'm not a huge keyboard and mouse guy. I feel like I'm playing a console most of the time anyways, <laughs> you know, so it's it's all right. Unless you're playing World of Warcraft, then you kind of you got to use that. Well, yeah, but I haven't done that in pff, 10 years, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, Dave Dave used to play a little bit of World of Warcraft. Uh, I oh, think you played a little lots. bit of EverQuest 2 for a little bit. I played, um, I started with Dark Age of Camelot. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's we right. we played that, that a ton. Then we moved into World of Warcraft and played that a ton for a number of years. And then while we were tapering off on that, we got in and did a little bit of uh, City of Heroes and EverQuest 2 and some of those, and then back to World of Warcraft when they finally brought out their expansion. And then after that, I kind of just, I, I had gotten burned out. I had enough. It's too much of a time sink. I mean, I enjoyed them back in the day, but those are games that you definitely can't play if you have a family. because. No. You can't devote, like, what do we have? One to two hours a week, possibly, we could play a game. You're going to accomplish nothing in a game like that in one or two hours a week. Nope, it's all about grinding, 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 you know, and that's that's the thing. And that's why I just, I kind of got... when we were single, single nerds, (laughs) we had the time to play the games. Okay, that's Bill. my new. That's my single nerd voice. Yeah, it was Back when I was a single nerd. It was kind of like a <laughs> a uh, Bill Cosby twinge to that. <laughs> oh, jeez, just not a lot, just a little bit. Yeah, Well, it kind of. That's when I played the games. <laughs> you, you had that tone. No, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, more power to him, but for me, I think my next system would probably be that that handheld of some sort so i, I want to know because you haven't been here in a few weeks to recommend something really in person i want to know what you've got for a recommendation this week 
Digital Soup Recommendations. All right. So my recommendation for this week is going to be a television series. And not just any television series. series. It's going to be a television series about zombies. And no, it's not (laughs) that television series about zombies that you're thinking of. And it's not even the other television series about zombies you're thinking of. This is a completely different television series about zombies. And it's not even from this country, this series about zombies. This show is called Zomboat. Is this a comedy? It is a comedy, and it is hilarious. There's only six episodes in the first season, and it hasn't officially got picked up for a second season yet. But uh, I guess it it did very well, especially over in England. But uh, it's a... In the U.S., you can watch it on Hulu. That's how you can view it here. But uh, over there, it was network television, whatever. But it's it's hilarious. Now, here is the Internet Movie Database description, so uh, I can let you know exactly what it says there. It says, a zombie apocalypse is unleashed in Birmingham, not Alabama, and <laughs> sisters Kate and Joe, together with no, unlikely Kat travel... No, Oh, yeah, Kat and Joe. Sorry. Uh, Dave, you looking up on my shoulder? I know it's a big monitor, <laughs> but come on now, man. Uh, <laughs> I can see it from here. <laughs> together with unlikely travel companions, Sonny and Amar must flee for their lives by canal boat. <laughs> now, this is something I knew nothing about. I had no idea what a canal boat was. But what these are is these are long, thin boats, which... Uh, they're basically all encompassed. It's like, think of it like a, a houseboat, but a long houseboat. And you have an exit on, you know, the front part of the boat in the back. See, I don't know what's a stern, what's a port. I don't know what any of that stuff is. I'm not a <laughs> boat guy. But the front of the boat and the back of the boat both have exits. And there's living quarters. There's full kitchens and everything in it. But the funny thing about this is they only move about... I would say less than five miles an hour. It's yeah, hilarious they're when they're trying to do a getaway in these things. But so a zombie apocalypse breaks out, and for some reason in Birmingham, it, it reminds me a lot of like Venice. They have all these waterways going through the city, and uh, there's all these all these different boats, all these whatever you call these boats, canal boats, I guess. And they get into this one, which actually turns out to be the blonde's boyfriend. Uh, his canal boat and he is a military guy and when this they had broken up and she was with a, a different guy who actually turned into a zombie and tried to kill her they escaped to this boat thinking he might her, her ex-boyfriend might be there but he wasn't so they steal the boat and they're trying to get away and save themselves and it's it's actually it's it's a comedy it's it's pretty dang funny now her sister cat is a um She's a geek. She's a nerd. She she plays video games constantly. She references real video games. She's not saying like uh, the Sony Xbox or making up something. She's actually talking about Xbox, Xbox Live, talking about Call of Duty. She talks about, oh, this is just like The Walking Dead. Haven't you ever watched The Walking Dead? This is what you do. You know, so zombies are known in this universe which is kind of cool because walking dead they never knew what a zombie was that's what so many people died they didn't know what to do (laughs) but 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 in this so she knows what to do how to kill them and stuff and uh they they they've had six hilarious episodes i've loved each and every one of them i love the accent i love because it takes place outside of the u.s you get to see 
different lifestyle. I mean, this Birmingham, the architecture is so different. Uh, the stores are different that they've busted into and try to, you know, get supplies and everything. It's it's actually it's a fun show, and I highly recommend it. I'll have to check that out. It looks a lot of fun. When when I pulled this up and was looking at it, that's why I asked if it was a comedy. I was just reading about it, and I, and I said, oh, they have to flee for their lives in a canal boat? What? <laughs> and I thought, this has to be a comedy. That's awesome. I love the premise. Yeah, it's good. That that looks fun. You said it's on Hulu? Yes. Awesome. Well, Adam's not here. He has no nope. recommendation for us, but that's all right. I'm going to give you two. One of them's real quick. Um, I just found this actually as we're recording this morning. Someone has gone in on YouTube. I have it linked up, and and they did. They must have re-recorded it and then processed it to make it sound like them, and then just dubbed in the lyrics and everything. But they have taken "Enter Sandman," the popular Metallica song, mm-hmm. and they remade it because they wanted to kind of share their take on what they thought "Enter Sandman" would sound like if it was part of the Justice for All album, which was the album just prior to the self-titled Metallica Black album. That goes way too deep for me because I wouldn't be able to tell the sound differences between the two albums. No, but I mean between the two albums, they have like a different flavor, a different sound. Very much, and Justice for All is notorious because that was when Jason Newstead, the bassist for Metallica, it was the first album he came on with them after Cliff Mm -hmm. Burton died. And they notoriously dropped all the bass levels. So he's playing, but the way they mix the album, it, it, there's there's not any bottom end. And then when you hear the Black Album, that Enter Sandman album, um, there's just this big, full, rich sound. And so there's a definite sound difference between them, but also a, a definite stylistic difference where... Justice for All and everything, the you know. Cu- the guitar's a lot faster, I'm hearing. Well, yeah, they're they're doing... Like the style of music in Justice for All, that album was still kind of more of their heavier thrash days. When they got to the Black album with Enter Sandman, they kind of they polished up their sound a lot. They had a new producer and they they tightened up their songs so you weren't seeing these nine minute long epic songs. They were very tight and f- almost formulaic, you know, verse, chorus, verse type things and solos and stuff like that but justice they they took this and did it in this style and it is phenomenal and it makes enter sandman as heavy as that sound uh song is known to be which there's much heavier metallica songs but they the justice for all treatment of it it just brings it up like 10 notches it is so good and whoever made this did such a fantastic job with it so that's my first recommendation i have it linked up in the show notes so you can go listen to that um, right, before you go on to the second one, I would just kind of listen to it while you yeah. were talking there. And uh, the lyrics don't actually start until one minute, 20 seconds in. Right. Because Justice <laughs> is a long yeah, intro. <laughs> yeah. Justice for All is known for that, where they do Metallica was borderline progressive rock at that time, where they would do these big musical interludes. Every album at that point had typically one song that was completely instrumental and crazy time shifts and changes and you know, speeds and, you know, all this stuff jumping all over. And so they brought that flavor into the Enter Sandman and just kind of dubbed the lyrics and kept the bones of it there. And it's really fun. Yeah. So my second second recommendation, I may have talked about this before prior to when we were doing our actual recommendation section, but I bring it up because as as you mentioned, you know, when we were talking earlier, I, I was working on some artwork for your show yesterday. 
And I, I, I went in there and I was using a tool that if you have a Creative Cloud subscription for Adobe. I thought Adam wasn't here. <laughs> I said, <laughs> ouch. Uh, on the plus side, you don't have to feel too bad. He won't listen to this anyways. <laughs> no, he'll never know I said that. So, no. Yeah. So, but I'm going to recommend the Adobe Spark tool, which you can use on your mobile device. You can use their website. Um, if you have the Creative Cloud subscription, it lets you access it across all devices, which is very cool. And within this simple mobile phone app, it's, you know, it's not as powerful as Photoshop or Illustrator or any of that. But it gives you a lot of tools, and I was able to, you know, when I went in to do it initially, I was thinking, oh, I'll just kind of throw a mock-up together, um, see if that's kind of the idea you were thinking, and then if I had time, I'd come back to my computer on Photoshop. But ended up being able to do this entire thing for you right in Spark, uh, Adobe Spark, because it's very, very powerful, and you can actually do quite a bit with it. You know, it's it's actually pretty cool, and I use it a ton for all of the show art uh, on Adventures in Creativity. Uh, almost all of it, any of the episode art. Um, I use it for any of the posts I do on Adventures in uh, Creativity's Instagram account where it's kind of like a, a quote or something like that. I put those all together in Adobe Spark almost all the time. And it's it's very useful for all kinds of different things. But I'm going to be bringing some more recommendations and, and talk about it as well um, for a number of other Adobe mobile applications because I, it got me thinking, what else do they do? So I've got a few I'll be I'll be bringing in the next couple of weeks as I get time to sit down and play with them. But for now, Adobe Spark, if it's if you're needing even just simple graphics for something, could be like podcast art, could be you know a motivational quote, could be whatever you want it to be. It's just could so it be easy. Uh, the woman yelling at the cat meme. Uh, you could, yeah, if you got the if you had the base <laughs> image of the two of them, you could plug that in and put whatever text you want. It's super. You can use it for whatever awesome. you want. You can, and this is kind of uh, adult oriented, but <laughs> we were joking Whoa. around. And Edit. Well, no, Jason. After I after I shared his thing last night, you know, the final version I had made, and said, you know, what do you think or whatever. And all all you wrote back in our in our private chat was boobs. And I was laughing. I'm like, I don't think they have that. So I went in just for kicks and I searched in Adobe Spark because you can look at all kinds of different uh, GIFs and um, icons and all these different things. And I just put boobs in there. And sure enough, they had an animated GIF of boobs, um, just a couple simple line drawings. So I made a, I, I made a super quick uh, show art video for him and then I deleted it because I didn't want anyone... Anyone's no, kids no, seeing it? No, I put it, it up on my site. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but I, I, even that was in there. I was like, oh my gosh, is there anything that you can't do in here? So it's it's a very cool thing. I use it both on the desktop versions and on mobile quite a bit. So Nice. It's very, very cool. Do you think Adobe Spark could start Neo's heart again, even though he blew up? Ooh, I don't know. We didn't start the fire, so maybe. No, but we did put rebar through Trinity. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. I was seeing this news last week pop up and hadn't had a chance to look into it. But what are they? What are they doing here? The Matrix? Don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm happy for it. Uh, what Dave is uh, hinting at here is uh, Matrix Four, of course, has been announced along with John Wick Four. Woo! Yeah. Same exact day they're being released. What is it? Oh, really? May twenty first. Yeah. Oh, you didn't yeah. see? Do you not follow the Digital Soup uh, Twitter account? Uh I do. I just I have them blocked. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a, no, it's a I double been on. double dose of um. Oh, what's the actor's name now? Keanu Reeves. 
Keanu Reeves. Oh my gosh! I'm, is this are, are these coming out in 2020? 20 or 2021? I I'd have to okay. go back to my tweet, but uh, they're being released on the exact same day. Isn't that insane? Yeah, Matrix that's Four and John wild. Wick Four. But Matrix Four, we linked up an article here, but but everybody's wondering how are you doing it because we know that Trinity died. She got impaled on the rebar, and she died in Neo's hand, and then uh, Neo was able to. If I remember the the movie right, I think the humans and the robots kind of came to a, an agreement. Uh, he had to go and kill Agent Smith, right? Because Agent Smith was kind of right. being like a, a virus in the third episode. And he was like, what? Uh, so both of them wanted him dead. Yeah. But uh, at the end, if I remember right, didn't Neo just like blow up or something? Something I can't remember exactly. Literally yeah. blow up in a burst of light or something. Yeah, I, and I don't remember that th- the third one. I know the f- I remember the first one a lot, but I know the second and third get kind of they they weren't as good as that first one. So yeah, because they weren't written by the same person that wrote the first one. Right, right. The what? What was it? <laughs> what uh, was a it woman. The, what, that was Brothers? the whole lawsuit. Was oh, they stole this yeah. woman's I get it, uh, story for the first one? But then the. Uh, what are they called? Uh, yeah. The Wachinsky brothers? What's w- their name? Wachowski, I think. Wachowski brothers. They they wrote two and three by themselves. Are they quotes? Are they <laughs> so doing? They wasn't as good. Yeah. Are they doing this one as well? Uh, I thought so. Okay. Unless they sold the rights to somebody. Yeah. Looking at your article. Yeah. You know, because uh, Neo and Trinity did both die at the end of Matrix Revolutions, but they're saying. In this article, apparently they had uploaded their brains before they died as a backup in case anything happened. So when we see them again, they'll be stuck in the Matrix and looking a lot older. So they're, they don't have a physical body. They're stuck in the Matrix. But they yeah. can make themselves look like anything. But I bet you they'll make them... Uh, Neo will probably look like... John Wick. Uh, yeah, John Wick. I'm looking <laughs> at the image right now, and that's what he looks like. It, it looks John- just... Yeah. Just <laughs> like John Wick, basically. It'll be interesting to see. That That's crazy. They're both coming out the same time, though. Yeah, the exact same... Not at the same time, the same day. Well, yeah. I mean, the time could be general. It could be the same month, yeah, the same quarter. Yeah. But same they're coming day. out the exact same day. You know, I see that something is- else in this article that I did not hear about either to get us on hmm. Movie Talk. They are doing a reboot of Scream. Oh, I didn't even read that part. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to talk about uh, Ace Ventura 3 is in development. <laughs> no, I hadn't seen that either, but... Yeah, it is. But yeah, I guess Scream and Hellraiser reboots being considered and looks like the studio is actively moving forward with uh, Scream and no word on Hellraiser, but that's interesting. Scream, uh, I did enjoy those movies. Uh, Of course, the first one was the best because it was like a big twist. Um, well, that, but they all, they all were decent. I even enjoyed the television series, the short lived television. Yeah. I, I didn't watch that. I never, I, I don't know why I never saw it, but scream. I know what you did last summer and there was a, what was the other one? I still know what you did last summer. No, wasn't was there sequel, another, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I still know. Yeah. That, that was a sequel, but wasn't there another kind of franchise that had a, a, a at least a couple movies in that, that genre at that same time? Yeah, I'm thinking because you you had uh, Nev Campbell was the Joyride. Scream. Are you talking about Joyride? Maybe I can't remember. Do you remember that one? No, you know what I'm thinking about is yeah, I, I do vaguely remember that. I'm I'm thinking of a little different, but I'm thinking of Final Destination. That was the same time because oh. they had a, multiple of those. But yeah, you had Nev Campbell and Scream. 
Jennifer Love Hewitt in I Know What You Did Last Summer, and then um, the Final Destination series, which didn't carry the same cast over. But no, nah, it. I think the first and second one had one guy, didn't it? Uh, the that same. De- Dewin, Devin Sawa, or whatever. Guy. Yeah. What um, what do you think? This Matrix Matrix Four. I'm. I'll see it. I'll definitely know. see it. Of course. I I'll I'll probably watch it. I don't know if I'd if I'd make an effort to go to the theater and see it, but well, it, it all depends. Video. Most of my movies I watch are on videos. Yeah. So. We'll we'll have to see. And now, by the time listeners are hearing this. If all goes to plan, I will have seen, because this will come out on Friday, what's the date? We're recording this on Sunday the 15th, but Friday the 20th, this will be out. So by the time you're hearing this, my plan is to go Thursday night. Um, I think it opens Thursday for a late show um, at our local theaters, um, Star Wars. Well, tell us the title. Star Wars, the next uh, new Star Wars. So I'm hoping that by the time you guys hear this, I will have watched Star Wars. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm so getting, far behind. I'm so far behind. I'm getting very excited. And, you know, I've, I've been watching The Mandalorian. I finally jumped in, decided, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get on board. I was going to wait and binge it, but I just decided I'm, I'm just going to do it. And I've got to say. Excited, are you? Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got to say, it's beautifully shot. Visually, it looks like a major Star Wars film. It's really well done. Story-wise... As it goes on, I am I have one episode to get caught up on, the one that just came out. But otherwise, I'm all caught up. And I have to say, the story is interesting, but I feel like the hype is way bigger than, than how good it actually is. I mean, you have the, the one storyline, but it's like, is that really what this is all about, is, is this whole Baby Yoda hype? And it seems like there's got to be more to it, and we'll see... There is, I haven't watched episode six, which just aired on Friday, but they are saying that something potentially that happens in episode six, because the show goes on break then for a week or two until, because Star Wars is released. And they're saying there could be something in the Mandalorian that will end up tying into the film somehow. Hmm. Uh, what that would be, I have no idea. And, you know, I'm, I'm not sure, but it's just a weird thing. It's almost like the length of the episodes feel where they're like 38 minutes something like that and and it's like okay they they feel almost a little like the pacing of them is like stories good like really good pacing it's building 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 oh it's over like wraps <laughs> it wraps up neat and tidy kind of and then you know there's more coming you know like teaser for what's going to happen next episode and you know what what are they going to do but almost like you're watching a sitcom in that respect where it's like Here's this thing happening this episode. This it's just, you know kind of like those sitcoms. So I'm trying to think of one where you would have like every you didn't have to watch previous episodes sometimes to know what was going on, but there was an overarching storyline through it all. So take like Friends for example, you know the super popular show Friends. You could pop in any episode of Friends and have a few laughs and enjoy yourself. But yeah. there but there also was the characters that I mean they had their storylines that would weave through the whole thing but it wasn't like uh, like watching say Daredevil on Netflix or Jessica Jones where every episode directly tied in you know if you watched episode 4 of Jessica Jones without watching anything else you're going to be lost and it's all it's like a movie where it's laid out where Mandalorian feels like that where it's it's not 
it doesn't feel like it's laid out from episode one to however many they're going to finish with. Let's just say 13 or whatever. It doesn't feel like you need to watch all of those to know what's going on. It feels more like a Friends where you can pop in and... So There's it's a, more of like a sitcom than a drama. Kind of. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to equate Mandalorian <laughs> to Friends, but I'm just. It's just a weird. Like the way it flows, it it has a weird flow to it where it doesn't feel as connected episode to episode as say, you know, Daredevil or The Punisher or Jessica Jones. Some of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 really weird, but it's enjoyable. But I think for me, I'm still not. Still not loving it as much as the hype would deserve, you know, what I see from other people. Right. I mean, well, like Public Enemy said, don't believe the hype. But it's true. here's my qu- here's my question to you uh, Do you remember a television series called Manimal? Manimal? Manimal. Uh, why does that sound so familiar? It, it was very short lived. It only had eight Manimal. episodes. Uh, it premiered in 1983, September 1983. And what it was, was the main character, Jonathan Chase, was a shapeshifter. And he could turn himself into any animal he wanted, like, okay. a, like a cougar, a hawk. Yeah, he, d- he did different things in different episodes. Sure. But he fought crime. <laughs> he was a, <laughs> it was just, it was stupid, but it was, it was cool. In 1983, I was like... 13 12 13 sure. so i enjoyed this show and i was mad when it only lasted eight episodes <laughs> but the only reason i'm bringing this up is because every single time i hear the name mandalorian i keep thinking this should be a, a show about a guy that could turn into a delorean <laughs> that would be awesome and then he could fight crime it's like oh he's getting away oh not that was a delorean <laughs> <laughs> and then he just flashes out in you know time travels no, I, yeah. <laughs> when I when I watch The Mandalorian, they call him all the time in there. They always refer to him as Mando, and like they oh, short like Lando, him, huh? kind What's of, the and they're like, hey, "Hey, Mando," you know, and you're 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 hearing that all the time, and it always makes <gasps> Mando me, Delorean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it always just makes me think of like uh, I, I'm waiting for like an old school wrestling promo to get cut, which. Um, you know, when they, the way they talk, like, I mean, you know, talking like classic wrestling, like yeah. 1980s style, the shoots. Like, yeah. hey, Mando, you know, that kind of thing. And it's just, yeah, I, I, I hear that and I think like some short, fat little Italian guy. I don't know why. Oh, it's a me, Mario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mario, Mando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, speaking of wrestling shoots, why don't we get on to the memory minute? Oh yeah! It's time for Memory Minute! Alright, so Dave came up with this Memory Minute, so let us know what it is, Dave. Well, I thought, you know, Adam's not here. Let's let's have fun geeking yay! out in the memory. <laughs> not oh, sorry. Yay. No, but I figured <laughs> let's 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 dive into something that I don't know if he was as big of a fan of. And let's talk about our favorite top three wrestlers or groups of wrestlers. So it could be a tag team or or faction of the WWF, I'm going to call it the WWE Attitude Era. So after that prime time in the 80s and through the 90s here, when you had the Monday Night Wars happening, who were your top three wrestlers or groups in that era? And what I might say is if you have a couple um, individual wrestlers, you, you could list like individual and if you have a few 
you know, like tag teams or groups. Let's let's hit them all. All right. Well, before we actually get into choosing that, uh, let's let's break this down a little bit. Back during this this era that Dave is talking about, I believe this was the era era that we watched hardcore, right? Oh, well, I would come over to my house and oh, watch, yeah. or was I, it, or was this after that? No, I'm trying this, to remember. This we started, you know, when when we'd watch hardcore was in like ninety eight, ninety nine. So we watched mm-hmm. through all of this and in later. I had been watching wrestling personally since the early eighties, you know, Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior yeah. and Macho Man, all that stuff, but. This era, yeah, was we met in '98 and started hanging out at that point. So yeah, we we were definitely okay. through Degeneration X and you know Stone Cold and all okay, of this. So stuff. I w- my thinking is correct, yeah. uh, and I just want to let everybody know what we used to do. Uh, Dave and I we used to work at the same place. Yep, and I believe the place would close about eight or maybe it was ten. I can't remember what it was, but what I would do was I would videotape yes vhs <laughs> videotape wwf raw yep. yep and we'd record that we would get home from uh well we'd get off of work and he would come over to my house and we would get there just in time to watch the replay i believe yeah the replay yep. of wcw Yep. We would watch that in its entirety all two hours or three hours i think it might have been three that hours was a three hour day. show yeah and then we would then watch the tape of WWF. So yeah. we watched a ton of wrestling. Yep. And then Thursdays was so, SmackDown. Yeah, which wasn't as big a deal. I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't as good. As Monday, it wasn't, Monday was wasn't Raw. Yeah, you had Raw versus yeah, And we Nitro. didn't watch Saturday. That little thing they had on Saturdays, that was ridiculous. <laughs> that was all the jobbers. Yep. <laughs> all the jobbers. See, we know the lingo. Heels, face, jobbers. <laughs> oh, you didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> so here's my three so of course i have to start out with stone cold steve austin yep he now when he he was originally part of a tag team when he first came out and what was his name marvelous was, steve austin i think you know so, he was stunning steve austin i believe stunning steve long, austin with his blonde long hair. blonde hair yep uh but once he shaved that off put on the uh the leather vest and just started drinking beer and throwing up double Steve Austin's, Wear, as we said jorts. before. <laughs> yeah, wearing, wearing his jean short cutoffs. That's what he wrestled in. Yeah, and it, it was awesome. I mean, he had some great fights uh, yeah. with a lot of people. And some of the, the most fun was whenever he was fighting with McMahon. Yep. Just all the behind-the-scenes fights. and just Because well, he, was, he was an anti-establishment guy. He was right. like... I am standing up to corporate. Corporate's not going to tell me what to do. I right. am Steve Austin. Well, in, and in it was hilarious. This era was the time when they went away from the kind of WWF was known. You know, all all of their big personalities were kind of cartoon characters. You know, um, prior to this, and this is where they kind of took it real. Things got real bloody. Things got real intense, and they got grounded in real world. So you were no longer really seeing as much of characters like doink the clown or you know (laughs) ultimate warrior even you weren't seeing so many of those you were seeing yeah exactly you were seeing people like stone cold come in who were just everyday working class type of guys that had enough of the establishment you know they might have been bikers they might have been whatever but they had they kind of got there were still some very big character personalities but they were not the kind of just completely far-fetched over the top type of thing we were used to in the 80s. So Austin, 
he came in and yeah, he made a splash. He did not care about anybody other than himself. Yeah, I think he did a lot for the brand. He really yep. blew it up. He, yep. Yeah, just <laughs> it's just everybody that hated their job and hated their boss yeah. loves Steve Austin. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So for my next one, it's going to be a group, and I'm going to jump over to WCW. Yeah. Now, WCW, I really enjoyed it. I mean, there were times when it overtook the WWF in the ratings. I loved the competition. Back before Vince owned both companies and then shut the one down, yeah, uh, <laughs> they they really fought for supremacy. And one of the greatest groups to ever form over there were defectors from the WWF, right? And that is Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. They formed the NWO. Yep, and uh, it was great. Uh, there were a couple iterations of it. Uh, they even brought in like Hulk Hogan and Sting, et cetera, and then they fractioned off into uh, the regular NWO, which was the black and white, which uh, Hulk Hogan took that side, and mm-hmm. then Kevin Nash and Scott Hall then formed the red and black, which I thought was the actually wolf pretty dang cool. Yeah. yeah, the wolf pack. Uh, it's just, it was, it was awesome. Uh, NWO, they were... <sighs> I would have to say they were better than Degeneration X. Now, over on the WWF side, they had a similar group called Degeneration X. And again, they were fighting against the establishment and stuff. And then, but then later on, they, they kind of joined the establishment. That's, you know, the Mm storylines, how they all go and stuff. But then NWO and, uh, uh, Degeneration X, even though they were on separate networks, they were separate entities. Right. They were throwing shots back and forth. I remember there was this one Monday night. To where uh, Degeneration X went outside of the um, uh, the stadium where WCW was actually performing that night, <laughs> yeah. and, and they they had like a big cannon out there, and yep. I believe um, uh, Triple H was like straddling the cannon, you know. Oh yeah, you know. they had like that tank, yeah. Oh, it was a tank. That's yep. what it was. It's just great stuff. I mean, wrestling yep. was so good that I've tried. In the last couple of years, I'll try to catch an episode here or there of a show. And granted, I don't know a lot of the wrestlers, but it just it's right. it's not the same. I mean, no. as Dave Dave specifically made this the Attitude Era, and I believe the Attitude Era was probably the best era. Yep, uh, the m- best personalities surfaced during that era. I have to say. Yep. Well, and you you look at WCW prior to like you said the merger they had a few guys that were wwf defectors guys like scott hall and hogan eventually finds him his mm-hmm. his self there macho man finds himself there um i think Mr. they all Perfect. went i mean the big show went over or did the big show start big, there? I the can't giant, he was the giant back then but you saw ted dibiase was over there but some of the wcw virgil? talent was yeah, virgil there he was for a bit but the the big wcw talent that was original WCW was guys like Sting, guys like Chris Benoit, guys like DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. They were not originally WWF guys, I don't think. These were all guys that, you know, made their way. Chris Jericho was a WCW guy. The Steiner brothers were WWF, but I think prior to that, they've made their name. This is before Big Papa Pump roided out. Scott Steiner and Rick Steiner, they were they were actually WCW tag team champs. You know, they were good wrestlers, and you know, and you, you saw a mm-hmm. lot of these. That's WCW really 
what it did during that era, you saw guys like that's Rey Mysterio Jr., the Ultimo Dragon, a lot of these luchador wrestlers, that's what brought them into the mainstream. You know, and then you saw guys, like you said, bringing the star power, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Rick Rude, all of these guys that came from the WWF and went over to WCW. So it, it was a lot a, of defectors, a, yeah, man. Very cool era. I, I did. So, uh, enjoyed it. And then my last, my last favorite uh, wrestler, and I, I'm just going to go by the guy's name because he's been so many characters and we've loved every one of his characters because this guy's extreme. Yep. But it's McFoley. I mean, yeah. everybody loves McFoley. I've even read both of his books. Yep. He That's was, how much I liked Mick Foley back in yep. the day. He was on my list as well. And, and I, I took him off because I saw you put him on there because this is one. Oh, that, sorry. It, well, it, oh, no, no. Don't be sorry because I knew we'd talk about him anyway. It's very hard to pick just three. Mick Foley, though, was a legend. He had that kind of creepiness to him at times (laughs) when he was playing something serious, but then he also had characters like Cactus Jack where just he took a beating and he was actually a superstar, but very comedic at the same time. You know, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. he was just a fascinating. And then Mankind scared me. Yeah, Mankind, (laughs) you know, and and he had. Who was the disco or 60s dude? Oh, what, what was? Because he had dude character? love, dude, yeah, dude love, dude love, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and then at one point he kind of just went under Mick Foley, and he kind of he would just randomly like he would. And this is no offense to anyone with an actual medical condition, but he would almost just play like this schizophrenic role where you never knew which one of him was going to come out. You know, yeah. you, what was he going to show up as mankind? Was it going to be Cactus Jack? Bang, bang. You know, was it going to be Dude Love? You, you just never knew. And, and, and it, I rem- I don't remember the full storyline, but I remember this one storyline to where Vince McMahon thought he had Mick Foley or whatever character in his pocket. He was like, okay, during this event, I don't know who it is. Say, I think it was probably Mankind. He's like, Mankind's going to come out and he's going to yep. help uh triple h or whatever win this title or whatever and uh when he was supposed to come out all of a sudden the other music came on and it was probably like um cactus jack or whatever so he's like all mad because he's like no it's mankind supposed to be here for me but cactus jack (laughs) came out for the other guy yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) just that's the kind of craziness personalities (laughs) yeah i mean you would just get this mayhem and i remember watching this and like we were all in. I mean, you knew it wasn't real, and it was just storytelling, no. you know. But it's it's a male soap opera. That's what I always it was, it, you know. It, but opera. I mean, these guys were extremely physical and talented oh, yeah, athletes to too, and and they took themselves, you know, to extremes. But yeah, that was that was just so much fun watching that. So you know, with me, my top three, I I, I could have went. There's one that that he's still my favorite wrestler of all time, even though he needs to retire. He's too old. And that's The Undertaker. I grew up a fan of The Undertaker from the 80s when he was, you know, first making a name for himself all the way through this era and the Attitude Era. And then he kind of, he went real dark. Remember, he had like the the whole vampire thing going and the brood and all of this stuff. And he turned on them even too because he was he was a loner and he is death personified. And then, I, I th- well, before you went on to your next one, I yep. just want to say, I think... My favorite iteration of the Undertaker was the biker Undertaker. Yeah, well, that's what I was just going to say. Is he he then oh, went okay. from that goth like you know 
living dead, he controls death kind of personality into the American badass. And that yeah. was the biker era. And that came a little later, but it just fit him so well because it, you, you really mm -hmm. felt like that is who the Undertaker is in real life, probably. Just this take no crap from anyone. And that you could have seen him leading the Sons of Anarchy. Uh, well, game. exactly. And you pair that, you know, playing against and, and you know, they, they clashed quite a bit against Steve Austin, um, Stone Cold, because they both were that same mentality. But they just, you know, just that's what I mean. They, they took it from this cartoon character into this real world type of like, yeah, this guy's a biker and, and he's not going to put up with this hillbilly. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and they're fighting. But. He, he has to be my favorite. Now, WCW-wise, I was always a big fan of Sting. I I, always, I don't know why, just something about Sting's character. And he kind of went... up. You enjoyed the makeup. Well, early on, he was like the California. He was like the super positive, energetic, outspoken, like ultimate warrior type of character. And remember, he disappeared. And in, in this era, he came back and was like the crow. Yeah. Didn't talk. He was just like, he was menacing and he came and just kicked butt. He With wasn't. The baseball bat. Yeah. He wasn't the best wrestler. I mean, he had some moves, but he was kind of limited. Well, he was getting older, you know? And so they mm -hmm. did that. But some of my favorites, the other ones I'm going to mention here, I went with Al Snow. When you talk about <laughs> Mick Foley. Do you remember when they would pair up and he had yes. he had the little mannequin head on a stick that was just called head? And <laughs> Al Snow was like a jobber. He never he very rarely won. Very talented wrestler and he did a really he had some amazing matches, but he was just a lunatic. And he would talk <laughs> to this mannequin head and and him and Mick Foley had some epic clashes and and that's why I had to put in Al Snow in there. Now I'm going to throw a few names at you as kind of honorable mentions. And I haven't right. even talked about any of my favorite groups, but do you remember guys? I mean, you just kind of love to hate them, but they were so entertaining. Guys like Steven Regal, guys, <laughs> you know, guys like, like that who, you know, in the, in, in the uh, WWF at the time, even Shane McMahon, you know, the Dudley boys, you know, Kurt Angle was an arrogant SOB when he started too. Um, he's still, I believe, he's still in WWF. Yeah, and he's kind of went. Sorry. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's kind of went, you know, heel and came back. But at first, he was the good boy, you know, and going to do that. And Triple H was another one. He was one of my all time favorites, but not the DX Triple H. I always, I always became, I became a big fan of Triple H when DX kind of split up and he went off and you know became like a powerhouse on his own. And well, how about corporate uh, Triple H? Did I, she like I, I didn't. I, well, nowadays he doesn't seem to wrestle as much. I liked him when he was still a rebel, and he's still like he he had some epic matchups with The Rock and Stone Cold and The Undertaker. I mean, I remember watching him wrestle that one match, and you saw it happen live during the match. He landed funny or stepped funny or something, and his whole quadricep muscle on his leg tore and just rolled up right you saw the muscle roll up in his leg and he finished the match still and he was out for months after that obviously but you know some of those kind of guys those lesser characters were were so much fun because they brought so much personality you know it was just intense i don't know are you gonna mention the big red machine well kane you know him and the undertaker had some good matches and some good stuff but kane i just i never 
I don't know why. I was never keep a the huge... mask on is all I well, can say. Well, yeah, I was I was never a huge <laughs> fan of Kane. You know, I, I, I remember watching guys like you know, here's a, here's another sub faction. Remember the four horsemen? Oh yeah. yeah I mean they brought back they've been around R. forever. Anderson, but, who was it? But uh, well the the new four horsemen became who was it? It was uh Chris Benoit, it was Dean Malenko, it was um who were the other two members? I can't remember. Um cool. But those two had wasn't I mean, in, woo. Oh, uh, Ric Flair was still yeah, yeah. He was in there leading it, and there was one other member I can't remember who it ended up being. But um, but those guys were like technical wrestlers, mm. you know, like they were amazing, and that's where the WCW got so cool because and Chris Benoit technically did a lot of uh, out of the ring wrestling too at home. Well, unfortunately, yeah, he and he had some <laughs> some demons and, and ended up paying for it. Jericho was was. Involved in a lot of great matches between Benoit oh, yeah. and Dean Malenko. Now he's and, Jericho is uh, he's like you know, the oh, founder yeah. leader over yeah, there at uh, AEW. And I'll tell you what, yeah. man, I don't know. He kudos to him for still doing it at his age, but maybe uh, maybe he should just retire too. He's not looking. <laughs> he doesn't wrestle. It's not the same. Well, Jericho. he is the champ right now. Over he there. is, but watching he made him, himself the champ. Watching Jericho wrestle now against these guys that are younger and more athletic and not as you know old and beat up, mm-hmm. it's like watching Hulk Hogan when he was Hollywood Hulk Hogan wrestling against a young, um, you know, star from that time frame. You know, wrestling against The Rock at that point. You know, it just, yeah. you can tell they're having to work hard to make Hogan look good. So, but yeah, there, there's a ton of, ton. I mean, I could, we could talk for hours about wrestling, so we should, we should oh, probably move on. Maybe we'll dive into this one, you know, another time and, and get into some more of like the storylines and favorite tag teams and all of that stuff, but. Definitely do it. Next time Adam's not here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we could talk about wrestling all day. We we really need to to dive in a little more because some of this, I don't know, listeners, if you guys are huge fans, but you know, Jason and I, we, I mean, we spent hours watching this stuff. So and played all, the games for yeah, hours. The games, yeah, all of it. So <laughs> there's so much we could do there. But next week, Jason, you you've got something here that we decided to bump to next week because you want to talk about little little trip down memory lane with the first three cars that we ever owned. So listeners, get thinking about your first three cars. What were they? What do you remember about them? What do you love? About, what do you miss about them? That'll be fun. So, But for now, we've gone a little bit long. Um, I think it's time we put the lid on that soup. So before we get out of here, you guys are going to be listening to this. Like we said, it's going to be uh, December 20th. You will not hear from Digital Soup until after Christmas. So I do want to make uh, some time here and just say real quickly, thank you to all of you guys that have been listening. We've been doing this. We're just about to close on four years, which is amazing. That's incredible. And, uh, you know, without you guys. Yeah. Four or three? No, no, four. Closing on four years. 2017. When 2020 hits. Are you sure? I thought it was. I thought we were getting close to four. Was it 2017 we started? Maybe it's closing. Yeah, it was three. January something. I, 2017. I was thought the first we episode. hit our three-year anniversary this last uh, February. Uh, but anyway, story, whatever but we'll it is, we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to look it up. But I know it's been a number, at least three years. And so, without you yeah. guys sticking around each and every week and, and enjoying the conversations. 
uh, we wouldn't be doing this still. You know, it's a it's a good chance for us to to just geek out and hang out with each other too. But we just appreciate you guys so much. Hope you all have a very very merry Christmas and holiday season. And and stay tuned. We've got some things we're gonna we're gonna always looking to change things up. So we've got some things coming in the new year that uh, we may tweak a little bit here and there. But we just want to say thank you and and wish you guys all a very very merry holiday season or Christmas. I'm not uh, sure how we want to put that. <laughs> so, uh, with that being said, um, be sure and check out. You can listen and subscribe to us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, which is awesome. Just about anywhere, TuneIn Radio, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you'll find Digital Soup. Of course, head over to uh, the easiest place to find all of that, which is just digitalsouppodcast.com. You'll find all the links. Uh, to the different places you can listen to us. You'll find the show notes, see any articles, if we actually get around to writing anything. <laughs> um, we haven't done that in a while, but it's something we would like to hopefully get back to. It's just we're all super busy. But um, the other cool thing is right there on the page, you'll find a big giant button because if you want to um, support us or, or leave us a tip if you if you enjoy what you're hearing each week, you'll find the big Patreon page button right there where you can head over there, become a, a weekly or monthly patron for the Digital Soup, and you can follow us also on Twitter with the new handle, which is not quite new anymore, but search for Digital Soup Cast. Uh, be sure and follow there because Jason is always busy sharing up tons of news stories that even I miss, and I'm pretty active on Twitter. So <laughs> make sure you follow that. So from all of us here at the Digital Soup Podcast, to all of you guys, our super friends, we hope you have an awesome week, have an awesome Christmas, uh, eat way too much, geek out a ton, watch some good movies, and uh, take care of yourselves. And until then, we'll catch you next time. Later, everybody. I got to go watch myself some elf. <laughs> that's not just making I, any sense. I got to watch myself some elf. Yeah, <laughs> watch myself some elf. I feel weird not <laughs> saying take care, guys. <laughs> I know. We should add that in there somewhere. Maybe. Oh, maybe we can have uh, Alexa say that. Alexa, Simon says... See you later, guys. Is that what it was? No, take care, guys. How about I just say it right now as we're signing out? We, you know, we've been joking around enough. Take care, guys. It's the Digital Soup Podcast.